Welcome to the Phileo Podcast. This is Troy. Dan Byers. And we are here with another corner booth at Rex's. We're going to be talking about the Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. There's a lot of colons these days uh, in, in a lot of these movie titles. <laughs> I just wanted to say colon uh, and try to make uh, Byers laugh, and I succeeded. So this is technically the Rings of uh, the Lord of the Rings, colon, the Rings of Power, or Rings of Power. Why would there be the Rings of Power? Maybe, maybe there's just too many thes. You know how I am with titles. Like maybe I would have the Hitman's wife's bodyguard. If it was the and the, yeah, the Hitman's wife's bodyguard. Um, uh, stay tuned for. Um, I'm going to try to find a really good one this year for our top five uh, <laughs> episode coming up in a couple of weeks. The See if I can find the worst uh, title. Two. <laughs> <laughs> Colin. <laughs> Colin. <laughs> More clean. <laughs> Colin. The cleanest. Okay. We're going to cut all that. <laughs> I all like right, talking we're about gonna, the cleanest, um, Colin. So I don't know what you're... <laughs> Colonoscopy. <laughs> uh, so uh, if you uh, haven't joined us for a corner booth at Rex's and you're jumping in um, fresh off of our uh, Lord of the Rings, if all you listen to is lord of the rings content we're not doing our late nights at blockbuster like we did with the movies and uh, lord of the rings trilogy and the hobbit we're going to be talking about some acting uh directing storyline um how many stars out of 10 we would give it and some themes were the first half of it we're going to go through uh, uh some non-spoiler talk and then we're going to get into some spoiler filled thoughts which uh i know we say this every time but the non-spoiler stuff for this is going to be incredibly difficult because it's it's a lot of plot it's a lot of story it's a lot of characters so it should be we'll lord see. of the rings colon rings of power colon here's a lot of exposition should be the name of the show <laughs> it needs a second colon it needs a second colon yeah. second like colon. a cow's second stomach yes <laughs> If you would take that literally, that's not good because then you're processing a lot of of, of poop. So, well, there's a lot to process in this show. Not that it's poop, but there's a lot yeah. of processing. That's true. That's true. So uh, let's get uh, started with our non-spoiler thoughts. Normally, with acting, we would run through like the entire cast, uh, or or we would <laughs> we would run through the main players, right? So, like, just for example, if you missed Wakanda Forever. It was pretty large. It's an ensemble piece. I think we got eight deep, right? Something Sound like about that. Right? Yeah. There are 33 people in at least four <laughs> of the eight episodes in this show. I, I don't know what that tells us, but it tells us there's probably too much going on. But that's just, that's just a little bit. It's a Tolkien like, adaptation. And so... Um, we'll, we'll say that the Hobbit has a ton of people, uh, Lord of the Rings has a ton of people. So it's not off brand, but on first blush, yeah, it's, it feels like it's, it's really like, we can't go back in time to like 2001 and be like, Hey, you're completely overwhelmed with everything. Like, <laughs> tell us what your first blush thought was on Lord of the Rings fellowship. I think that I might have the same type of like, wow, that was a lot of people and a lot of storylines and I don't know what was going on, but it was pretty cool, you know? So 
so I think that I'd like to leave acting until we get to into spoiler thoughts because I'd like to break it down on who was there. I've got it broken down into storylines. So I've you got, got like, like the main in, players and their characters. storylines, right? Yes. Would you say? I, I, bust, I busted it down into one, two, three, four, five. I got yeah. five okay. storylines. Yeah. Some of them intersect with each other, but I get what you're saying. Like yeah. if you talk about the two that intersect with each other four, sometimes and not, maybe five. Yeah. it's at least four. Yeah. Yep. So uh, I would say on the whole, and, and of course, when we talk about these things with the um, non-spoiler thoughts, it's usually like, hey, Benedict Cumberpatch is good in this show um, or, or, or somebody that, you know, all of these people are unknowns. I like, literally wrote like solid performances by a bunch of people I've never heard of. That's what my notes say, right? right. I've never heard of any of these people. Right. Yeah. Kello Brimbor like might be a recognize my face. Like if we were doing late nights at Blockbuster, you'd be like, I know, I know that dude from somewhere. But I can't remember where it was. It's probably just a million TV shows that he's been in. And he was pretty good in this. But you're right. It's all like they spent all the money on the cinematography. Okay. Well, I'm <laughs> stepping on everything. Okay. They, they spent a lot of money elsewhere. But they got good people. Um, but a lot of these people are, are massively unknowns. You know? So, yep. So that was your that was your main note. Lots of good performances with, from people that I don't know. Yeah, I think I would just echo that. Like that's that's about. I didn't write it down, but that's essentially what I was going to say. So if we're just going to kind of distill it into <laughs> the the pure thought there, um, that's exactly <laughs> what I would say. It's like there's not a whole lot of. Um, I would say one performance um, is is a little lacking, but it doesn't take anything away. Um, and it's basically, it's Bronwyn's, uh, son, Theo. Theo. Does that sound right? Yep. I would say that Theo's pretty much the only weak link, but I mean, he's just not in it enough to make any difference. Right. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, he's just a kid too. Like, that, right. I don't know. I think some of that was just them trying to show he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> he's just a kid. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on to direction. Oh, we've got J.A. Bayona. Uh, he directs uh, episodes one and two. So this is kind of a similar thing to what we've seen in some of these uh, situations where like a high, a highfalutin Hollywood person comes in and does like the first couple episodes and then just kind of turns it over to somebody else. So he he's done um, uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom which was kind of a, not a very good movie in my mind. Um, but also he did The Impossible, which is a, a movie about uh, the uh, a tsunami in, um, oh my gosh, I want to say it was either Thailand or the Philippines, but it stars Ewan McGregor, Naomi Watts, and a young Tom Holland. Uh, it's a pretty good like disaster movie um, uh, that, uh, that he did. So... I'll give him one for two. Um, so he he does really well with the first two episodes. And then Wayne Yip does three, four, five, and then comes back for the finale. Um, he's done a bunch of prestige TV stuff, Wheel of Time, uh, the Jordan Peele Hunters show, some Doctor Who. And then Charlotte uh, Brandstrom does uh, six and seven. And she's done some other 
uh, prestige TV stuff like Man in the High Castle. So obviously she's familiar with Amazon, uh, The Witcher, and Outlander. So um, how did you feel about the directing um, for for some of these episodes? That was really good. Like these um, episodes. Yeah. Just a really good job of bringing Middle Earth to the small screen. Like it didn't feel like a lot of times when you shift from like movie to TV kind of stuff, it can feel like Mm -hmm. a big drop off. Yeah. Uh, And I didn't feel that at all um, with this really. Um, There's a lot, a lot, lot, lot to keep up with as we've kind of already discussed with the multiple plot lines going around, but I thought they did a pretty good job of not, they, they certainly don't rush through anything for the most part. They take their time with most of it. <laughs> but they really do. Yeah. But it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like it's just there to fill time. You know what I mean? Like mm. it serves a purpose. Even if it's moving kind of slow sometimes, even if it's dragging a little bit, it's like it's because they think we need to know stuff. It's not just, oh, we had to get this many episodes yeah. in. You know, it's not not to bash um, on a show I actually like, but it's it's not the Mandalorian episodes of Boba Fett, like where it's like, oh, we don't really have enough. Let's just throw some more Mando stuff in here so that we fill some of this gap. Um, like it doesn't ever right. feel like it's just there to fill space. Um, not not that all of it's necessary per se. Like sometimes they're a little too deliberate in telling us stuff. Yeah, but I think it. But it was like mm-hmm. a genuine desire to like, oh, they need to know this and they need to know this. It wasn't just. Oh, we got to fill out the rest of this episode. We only have 30 minutes and it's supposed to be an hour. Like it never felt like that to me. So, yeah, it, it, I feel kind of conflicted because I see where you're coming from, but and, and maybe it's just more my sleep patterns these days and just like getting into my personal life. But like we start watching this as soon as the boys go to sleep and it's like 830, maybe nine o'clock and like without fail like every single episode i fell asleep like at least at some point in the middle of it and i'm just like why am i falling asleep into something that i'm desperately excited to watch you know that that's kind of the first sign to me like no matter how tired i am like if i fall asleep during it like it's just like sorry you you didn't capture my attention we just finished um watching the english um on amazon um it will likely make a uh, uh a return in my top five um for this year but i literally like there's two there's two things did i not fall asleep and did i put my phone down and and like leave it alone throughout the entire time that i was watching it because you captured my attention enough and sometimes like this move this show waxed and waned with that like there'd be times where i'd just be like i'm all in i'm on the edge of my seat and i'm looking at it and i'm watching it and i'm following everything and then other times i'm looking at the back of my eyelids or i'm just like dude like we get it like you paid a jeff bezos paid a lot of money for some digital um like artists to uh make everything really look cool um but my thing would be maybe it's not necessarily a problem of directing, but more of editing um, where um, and that's where I'm kind of like not quite sure is like is a lot of the um, the issues that I have with it because of the pacing of it would just kind of bring me down and then I'd lose interest. 
and then they'd bring me back in or am I just a, a dork and I just need to get some more sleep and <laughs> pay attention a little bit more. Maybe we're just so old. I'll fully qualify. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but those are the things that just kind of my personal opinion about it. And I think the more that we watch it, like, cause of course this is just going to be something that you add to the collection of Lord of the Rings. It's going to be like, Hey, we're going to do a watch uh, or a, a run through of Lord of the Rings again, you know? Oh, maybe we should watch Rings of Power before we watch it again, you know, just to kind of make it even longer, you know? Because <laughs> <laughs> it needed to be longer. Because it needed to be longer. Yeah, right? definitely. So, so the, the, I, I really like the way it looks. Um, I mean, it's beautiful. It is a visually like stunning show to watch. And I mean, like you said, the transition from the small, the big screen to the small screen, like you would, you could say like, this might be like eight smaller movies or they could kind of like put them into a trilogy, right? They could do like a first three episodes as one movie, the next three. And, and you would, you would be like, oh, this is like a blockbuster movie that, that like you yeah. would go see on a screen, you know? So, uh, for the for the visuals and everything that goes along with that, I would say that it's it's there. But some of the performances kind of prevent it, even though there's no like weak links in the acting. Like I would say, like that's probably the one thing that prevents it from being like, oh yeah, this is this is high level movie making type stuff. You know, I don't know. But maybe it's just because they're just starting out, and these guys will be household names afterwards, and just like some of the people that were in uh, Lord of the Rings after, I don't know. So I'm sure that that's what them and their agents are thinking. (laughs) (laughs) So let's move on to story. We've got Patrick McKay and John D. Payne are the showrunners. Obviously it's based on the story from uh, Tolkien. A lot of what they borrowed from was from the Silmarillion and um, some other unfinished stories from uh from tolkien himself that his son christopher uh finished and uh and um ultimately published so um what did you think of the the story i'm a sucker for like good history and backstory of stuff especially it was a good blend of like here's some people i know and here's some stuff i'm going to know and be able to connect to but i'm giving you all new stuff to go with it and yeah. it, it was enjoyable. Um, it was kind of like, just as an example, um, like Rogue One, really good in Star Wars. Yeah. And it has a companion mm-hmm. novel, Catalyst, that is, mm-hmm. is really excellent. Comes before Rogue One, but ties right in. And like, I love reading that and watching that and seeing how something like the Death Star comes to be, which is really cool. And that had some similar feel in this, like showing me stuff mm-hmm. that I know and and showing me its origin and how it came to be and and that was really enjoyable. Um, like we we get so many characters and all this, all kinds of things. They're fully formed when, right. when we meet them, and it's really cool to get to see some of them get formed. You know, yeah. like that's just a cool. I enjoy that. So it was very enjoyable from that. But it also gave me some new characters that I'm kind of like, hey, I actually like these ones. Uh, much better job in this than in the Hobbit. So of, of adding in some stuff. Yeah, uh, even though we're we kind of talked about that uh, that there's there's the twelve dwarves, but like you can't really tell like any of them other than like <laughs> um, maybe maybe Biffer, uh, Balin, and and Dwalin, you know, Bomber. like 
little bit. A bomber. Like you could the silhouette, like, yeah, he's just a big dude. But all the rest <laughs> of them is just kind of like they blend. I guess Feely and Killy are the ones that don't look as dwarvish. But I mean, that's just kind of okay. Now I'm not I'm I'm not proving my point, so I'm just gonna stop talking. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But 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 there's a difference between noticing like who they are and like characterization, I guess yes. you could say. So um so I felt that the the story itself um did a good job of kind of trading on, like you said, uh trading on the past and giving us enough familiarity, but because like Tolkien and like some of these characters around for so long in the story, like they can really reach back. Like this is like the second age of, uh, of Lord of the, of the, uh, of middle earth, you know? So this is like way before any of our like folks. And it's, it's got all of the people that are in the, the prologue of Lord of the Rings, you know, that's how far back we're going. Like back in the day, this happened, like, this is where all of those things haven't fully formed yet, you know? So it's, it's interesting from that perspective that uh, they're going back far enough, but keeping it close to familiar enough that it's similar to, um, and I think we compare or I compared the Hobbit to the prequels. Um, and this is probably even further back than that. So like the Hobbit's a, it's a little bit of a prequel, but it's in Tolkien years, it's not enough. You know, that was only like, maybe like, <laughs> 80 years or something like that. I'm sure that Lori or somebody else could tell me that I was wrong, but like Bilbo was just like one generation removed from Frodo um, yeah. to, to be with those guys. So, yeah. So the last thing I'll say on McKay and Payne is there was a lot of sour grapes on Twitter uh, talking about the privilege of uh, people connected to uh, Hollywood um, <laughs> and how they come They're like, how do dudes that have like, literally like nothing on their their imdb um that they could run a show get like something like this and apparently they worked with jj abrams for a long time and he like came into the pitch meetings and vouched for them that they were they were good dudes and they knew what they were doing so jeff bezos (laughs) was just like cool sounds good let's sign him up (laughs) so it's just kind of interesting like how uh you just I, i was just listening to um uh, Ryan Rosillo talk with uh, William Callahan. Um, he's a, a writer in uh, in Hollywood. He wrote for Scrubs and uh, Spin City and a couple of things with Bill Lawrence. And like people were writing in and asking him like, "Hey, how do you uh, get your scripts written? Uh, like read? Do you just like like send them in to all these agencies?" He's like, "No, move to New York, move to LA, like make connections, and that's how you get your in." I don't know how anybody. I could possibly like make it in this business without just being connected to somebody else. And I was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> like here's a dude that's just out here spitting truth. So, uh, that's just how it happens. So it just kind of makes me laugh. So, um, let's move on to uh, themes. What do you got? I got a bunch of stuff. Of course, Lord of the Rings is uh, chock full of themes. So. Right. Uh, yeah. We could probably go for days. Uh, I yeah. tried to tried to. I pared myself down pretty good. Good, good and evil is a huge. Yep. And and choosing which one you are, like your identity, and and making that choice for yourself about what who you're going to be, um, is very big for some of our storylines, especially. Yep. Um, a lot a lot of talk of destiny, duty, responsibility, that kind of stuff. Um, I guess I, I really did pare it down. I, I combined them all into those those little gotcha. nice tidy categories. I have uh, betrayal, doom, 
despair, dread. I was just going through a thesaurus and trying to think <laughs> of all the bad things of, of evil. Uh, but I, I also have faith, hope, and friendship. You know, I mean, all of those things are always very prevalent. Like, uh, Tolkien always did a great job of, like, uh, showing the the good and evil um, uh, in those stories, which is why they're, they're so timeless. So, I think that's probably one of the most impressive things, too, is that, like, thematically, it still felt like Tolkien completely. Yes. Like, it, it fits with yeah. everything else that we have. Um, right into this world like there's times where star wars doesn't fit yeah. like as someone who loves star wars like i can where you can feel like oh someone had a very different idea of what we're supposed to be of what's supposed to be important in this world you know mm. in this universe but this this fit seamlessly like it feels like it's just a part of it so are you accidentally giving us uh, a sneak preview of your thoughts on andor uh no <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> No, I was thinking about Last Jedi and uh, Rise uh, of Skywalker. We will, we will not have no have, Last Jedi slander no, here. No, no, just those two movies, like, clearly don't belong together. Like, they don't fit with uh, each other. With each other. Me. Yes. Yeah. We've, we've talked about that. Yes, we have. Um, no, I, I, I thought so. The only thing that's missing is singing. <laughs> That's all that's missing, and it's a Tolkien. It's Tolkien uh, through and through. There's a little bit. Yeah, the, the, at the really very end. It. Yeah, yeah. Well, somewhere in the middle, like around four or five. There's, oh, that's um, right. Not all who wonder or wonder yes. are lost. That, lost. Was, that was a good little. Yep. That was good. Lori did not like the Fiona Apple um, uh, ending. I loved it. <laughs> not like a Fiona Apple fan, but I liked it. So. Um, Let's see here. How many stars out of 10? What do you got? I went eight. Um, Ooh. Solid and enjoyable. Look, in a lot of ways, this really does compare, I'm hoping, to Fellowship of the Ring. Like, where on its own, yeah, it was good. It was solid. But as a beginning to something greater. Gotcha. It's got it's got potential. I'm, I'm super excited to get another season someday, eventually. I don't know how long yeah. it's going to take because they're like... Right just starting i think i read so and as we've discussed there's a lot of uh, production involved here with yeah making everything look awesome which is good but takes a while so yeah i mean from the from the the inception of like their thought process and getting people on board it was like 2017 to like this year so that was five years i mean obviously that's ramping up getting like um i read that peter jackson was involved in it in uh 2018 uh, and started kind of toying around with like maybe he would be involved in it and then ultimately just kind of decided to to back out and he was more of a he acted as kind of a quasi consultant I don't know if he really got like a, a true like credit or anything like that not like he needs that um, <laughs> but they would like send him like scripts and kind of hey this is what we're thinking and he would kind of provide some notes and stuff like that so that's if Legolas shows up was. we'll know that he was involved <laughs> Um, oh. Just uh, yeah, we'll we'll get into that uh, as we uh, move into some spoiler thoughts. So um, I had seven out of ten. Um, so highs are high and the lows are a little sleep inducing. So <laughs> I, and this, of course, like can change over time. Um, I think the more that we watch it, like maybe I'll, I'll kind of start to 
that's what makes some of these classics great. You know, maybe the first time I watched it, I might have been a little bit more critical of it. And then, like, you kind of settle in and go, this is really great. I like this. My, you know? my score so. definitely went up as I, I didn't make it all the way through a second time, but mm-hmm. I made it through more than half of it the second time. And it definitely improved the score watching again and noticing some more stuff and catching more stuff. And, and I think it's kind of what you talked about. It's like, there's just so much going on in these, in Tolkien books and in these movies and series. I think the hobbits had some time to shake that out where you're just like, I think we talked about it enough in our late nights of blockbuster on an unexpected journey. I watched it enough times that it's not misunderstood. It's just a long, like overbloated movie you know, and so or bloated or overstuffed, whichever one you want to choose. Like overbloated is a, overbloated is an oxymoron. No, it's not an oxymoron. It's just a double. Uh, I think overbloated was correct. It needs the double. It does. <laughs> it's it like, really does. it's like, it's like double stuff Oreo. No, the double stuff Oreos is good. Yeah. Uh, quad, <laughs> quad stuffed Oreos. Quad like stuff. if you, yeah, if you that might be too the, much. If you take two double stuffs and make one Oreo out of it. Yeah. Throw away together. half the cookies. Yep. So I, I I think that seven out of 10 is pretty fair. Like, even though like some of the things just literally put me to sleep. Um, but I think that there was just the, the good things about it. Hopefully they learn from those lessons and go, okay, this is what people liked, or this is where that, where we were good at um, accentuating the story. Let's focus on that type of stuff and kind of trim some of these other things out and focus on that. So I don't know. That's where I think that some sometimes the the six episodes from uh, Mando and yeah, like we talked about Boba Fett, but that's not a good example of it because they were just <laughs> like, oh, we need to fill this. We don't have enough. We need some filler. Just bring Mando in. <laughs> but sometimes the uh, the leaving you wanting more can kind of help with some of those things, you know. So um, all right, let's move on to our spoiler filled thoughts. What did you What did you not care for? I didn't write down that many things that I didn't care for specifically. Like a lot mm-hmm. of it is just, okay, I get the point, you know, like yeah. you kind of mentioned that, like they really beat drive home some things where you're like, I kind of got it the first time. Part of me doesn't like the orcs tumbling under the ground. Cause it's super creepy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so creepy. I, like did you watch that, that whole episode? No, we didn't. Ha- we right? didn't watch I wasn't yet. sure yeah. how it would be. And like, they're not huge Lord of the Rings fans at this point like they've watched them and they go oh, yeah that was good they're kind of long yeah. mm-hmm. and so i just watched this by myself um and that episode i was really glad i was watching i was gonna myself. say i think that's the one episode that i would be a little bit worried about that it might be like a little too and it's not even like scary it's just a little bit creepy yeah. you know so yeah i still know what to do with the seal door i'm very confused on him i don't think they know what they're doing with the seal door or okay so um, I, I told you that I was going to do the thing and then I didn't do the thing. Um, so we're going to we're going to break this down for those yes. that have uh, so that we can talk about it like uh, and kind of gather our thoughts. Right. So um, for um, our, our main storylines, I split it up into uh, Morphid Clark, who plays Galadriel, Charlie Vickers, who plays Halbrand and Cynthia Adai Robinson, who plays Queen Regent Muriel out of Numenor. Right. So uh, Galadriel and Halbrand kind of have their their chance meeting at the beginning in the sea. And then um, they meet up with Queen Regent Marielle later. And then we can kind of bring like Elendil, Valendil, Isildur and some maybe some others. But I kind of kept it to those guys a little bit later 
in some of the words of Numenor. Like I kind of split those guys up, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we've got um, Ishmael Cruz uh, Cordova as Erendir or New Legolas, as I would like to call him. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Nazanin uh, Boniati uh, as Bronwyn. Um, so that's the, the elf and the, the human love story. Um, uh, Bronwyn plays the human healer. Um, and Erendir has been kind of in her village for like the past couple of years. And they've kind of struck up this uh, romance that all the people in the... Uh, in the, the village are like completely against. So yeah, uh, it's kind of a, it's not only a, um, a, like it's a, it's both a, a race and a, cause like when you're think of like high fantasy and stuff like that, elves and humans are races, but like in this one, it's like a very, like a brown elf and a white, uh, human. So it's kind of like, it's crossing both of those. It's like really hitting it on the head. Yeah. Like, Hey, this is forbidden love, like two times Multiple over, levels here. you know? Right. Um, so they have that one with her son, Theo, uh, involved in it. And then the rest of the people are just kind of the townspeople that they're working through, um, or working with, um, and, potentially against at certain points in time throughout the story. And then we've got a cast of thousands for the, the Harfoots. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I'll, hit, I'll hit the, I'll hit the high points. It's just Markella Kavanaugh plays Nori Brandyfoot and uh, Megan Richards plays uh, Poppy Proudfellow. Those are the two uh, ladies that are like good friends with each other. And then the guy that leads them is Lenny Henry uh, plays Sadok Burroughs. He's the, the guy that dies at the end um sacrificing himself to to help uh the stranger oh yeah and daniel wayman uh, plays the stranger who um ultimately at the very end of the story we find out that uh he is um part of the um uh why am i blanking on that name basically he's gandalf um is he are we sure he's gandalf so we know he's a wizard we know he's a wizard he's part of the istari there it is there it is. Yeah. Like it starts um, with an I, but I don't remember what it is. Right. And then Lori made it painfully obvious to me today um, that he uh, mentions like the uh, follow your nose, which is yeah. a callback to uh, Gandalf whenever he's in the minds of Moria. So, yep. Everything so, points to Gandalf, but. Yep. He even looks a little bit like Gandalf too, right? So. Like and like the way he talks to like the butterflies yeah. and stuff. Yep. Like yeah, there's so many things. Especially as he starts developing his speech, because like ultimately, like early on, it's just kind of like he's like kind of coming out of this like, I just crashed to Earth in a meteor. Like, give me a second, <laughs> I'm concussed. Concussed. <laughs> but by I need the, the end blue of tint. it, right? Yeah. But by the end of it, he's kind of speaking in the riddles and 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 dropping dropping the dimes like uh, only Gandalf can. So, um, so the Harfoots uh, are essentially hobbits. Those are like those are the most numerous groups of hobbits that were first to enter the land of Eriador, which contains like the Shire and Bree. So, and it mentions that they in the book um, that they were browner of skin and complexion, and most typical of the race like described in the Hobbit. And so, um, it was really stupid. Sometimes I wish that I wasn't on Twitter um, and looking <laughs> at some of this stuff, but there was a whole lot of like people that were losing their minds um, 
that uh, that there were brown hobbits and brown elves and all this other stuff. It's like just because like that's how it happened. Like when uh, Jackson decided to make these movies originally, doesn't mean that that's like true to to Tolkien stuff. And that was one of the things that they were talking about was like, hey, it's in his description right here. They're browner skin. So um, you see a lot of of people from. Uh, all different races like come into this and of course that that brings out the uh the 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 far right uh with the oh it's woke it's like just because like just because it has people of all different races that it doesn't make it woke now if it was had some other stuff in it like sure we could discuss some of that stuff but i thought that it was it only added to the story and made the the uh the made it feel more real and more lived in than yeah. kind of, I mean, it's kind of a stark like contrast, like whenever you watch like some of the, and I think that that was a stylistic change that Peter Jackson made, but I think that maybe he might want to have a, uh, a redo um, after a little while <laughs> after so many people talked about it, but I don't know. I felt like it was, if not all of that stuff from Twitter, I probably wouldn't have thought twice about it other than like, Oh, that's a good thing cool this this seems just a little bit more like different people uh all over and more representative of society as we see it today so yeah um let's see here i mentioned ellen deal that lloyd owen plays captain ellen deal alex tarant plays valendeal and maxim baldry as you know like i'm reading these names because maybe one of these days it's going to stick and we'll know who these people are um <laughs> play isildur so it's if you don't remember um the prologue uh, speaks of ellen deal and isildur being like super important to the story so it'll be cool to see how that uh, continues to go on through the the process the shards of narsil um is a uh, is a big one we talked about it in uh hobbit like and that that is a big part of uh lord of the rings lore so um so those are um that's the the storyline that that's there is there they're essentially warriors of numenor that are trained to become sea guard and a sealder just kind of decides ah, i'm not gonna do this anymore but then and so he gets kicked out but he also gets his friends kicked out with him so kind of leads leads them on some some different adventures and how they get to middle earth as well so uh, joseph uh, Mowley plays adar which is kind of the the only bad guy that you were talking about like the, yeah. the that's representative throughout most of it we'll kind of get to the the other bad guy um, by the end of it i'm sure um, but he's the the bad guy that's leading the orcs um, and then the last uh, one that i have is Robert Aramayo, uh, who plays Elrond, Owen Arthur, Owain Arthur, who plays Prince Durin the Fourth, um, and then Charles Edwards that plays Lord Celebrimbor. So um, obviously Gilgalad, uh, who I didn't even mention there, he's just barely in it. I mean, he's just the king. You just and I didn't even put King Durin in there either because they're just kind of. Uh, we shouldn't put King Durin in there anyway. When he does show up, you yeah. don't like him. So right. Um, so Gilgalad sends Elrond to assist uh, Celebrimbor, who's trying to, he's building this powerful forge and they're trying to save um, essentially their tree and like their, the way that they like stay immortal um, because it's seemingly dying. Um, it's been poisoned. All of this darkness is coming back into, uh, into Middle Earth after they, um, they seemingly beat Morgoth and uh, they're, they're wondering how 
everything's just kind of going to pot and they're just trying to figure out if they need to just jump on the ships and go back to Valinor. Uh, that's everything. It's just like they're, they're getting the escape pods ready. <laughs> they're ready to peace out at any point in time, but they're trying to help um, Middle Earth um, before they leave. And so Elrond is going to the dwarves um, and he was previously friends with uh, Prince Durin. And he is, I thought that that was kind of cool how they kind of, they play that friendship of like, hey, Elrond's like, I'm going to go see my friend. And he shows up and he's just like, I've lived mm-hmm. an entire life, like since the last time I saw you. you, you elves like live forever and you think everybody's just kind of sitting here waiting. What did you think about that one? I liked them. The the yeah. two of them might have been my favorite part of the, the whole yes. show. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. Like he's just, oh, we'll be greeted and with with trumpets and, and a feast and, and then they tell him to go away. Like he can't even get in the door. Like he has to like okay. totally uh, hustle his way into the door, which was also fun. The rock breaking thing where yep. especially the second time I watched it, you can just see even worse. Like, oh yeah, he just totally missed with that, with that thing and broke it over the rock and then just pretends to be tired, even though he's right. like not even breathing heavy yet. Right. Um, just hustles his way. Um, I love Duran's wife. Yeah, like she's a hoot. Disa. And, yeah. and two of them. Mm-hmm. It's it's very real. Like these are dwarves, you know. So it's like all this fantasy and all this stuff that shouldn't feel relatable at all, and yet this feels yeah. completely relatable. Like this couple and his, and his, yeah. his long lost friend and his wife trying to talk sense into him and stuff. It's yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed that that storyline. Yeah, me too. Um, that's why I had it last and wanted to talk about it first because I, I, I enjoyed it as well. Um, and I thought that uh, it was funny that uh, that Disa didn't have a, a beard after um, <laughs> after after our, our guy uh, Gimli didn't uh, was talking of the the uh, dwarf women with their beards. So I thought that was a good uh, a good zag from the books. It's like we don't need to have uh, women dwarves with beards. So, uh, what did you think of uh, a Galadriel and uh, and and the Halbrand storyline? That one was really good too, and of course, it throws you for the biggest loop, probably. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's the guessing game, the whole show, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, they it's make about, no bones about it. Yeah, no bones. Right. They like totally play it up very well. I yeah. mean, I think I wrote down like four or five different people that like. At that some you point, thought like, was Sauron. Maybe yeah. this is Sauron. Maybe this <laughs> yep. is Sauron. Um, <laughs> so let's go through those. We thought um, we thought his uh, or her brother was going to be Sauron. Um, yeah. Uh, Finrod. Because um, he was just like this tall like elf. And we were just like, man, what what would it be like if that, that was him? Um, <laughs> See, uh, I didn't even have that one. The, yeah. Of course, the stranger falls from the sky, and they play the stranger, that one yeah. hardcore. That one was, yeah. And then, of course, like by the time that they get back to it, you're just like, oh, because they have the the three um, magicians that come, yeah. and uh, and think that he is Sauron, and so it's like really pulling you into that um, as it comes into the finale. Yeah. Well, who um, else did you have? Theo, like, yep. starts playing yep. with the sword whatever that thing yep. is and you're like oh is this guy gonna go all dark um yep. and adar i mean the leader of the orcs yeah. you're like is that this one really? was the easy one yeah yeah um and it's none of those so yeah yeah so Halbrand, like we find out 
um like they kept they keep talking about how he's like the king of the southlands and like galadriel like didn't she do research when she was in numenor like to like figure out who he was and then all of a sudden like the research is bad like that's one of the things that i didn't quite get you know so. yeah i read something because that part was confusing and then she goes back and like does more yeah whenever they that, get oh, back to uh it wasn't uh, Rivendell, but it's where the elves are with yeah. Celebrimbor and Gilgalad, right? Yeah. Yeah, because then she discovers, no, that family line died like a thousand years ago, so he can't be part of that. Yeah. Or something. But it was still... And it was really cool the way that they paired them up and made them seem so similar. Like, yeah. really trying to show you, like, all right, he's not, you know... When we meet Sauron in Lord of the Rings, he's just, he's literally just evil incarnate. Like, that's all he is. Right. So he's easy to just, he, he's hes literally a faceless evil. Like, we never see right. him. We just see the eye up there and see all mm -hmm. his hordes and stuff. But this, like, put a face on him and, like, made you realize that, like, Galadriel is almost the same as him. Like, they're so yeah. similar in so many ways. And that, that's supposed to be, like, I think, kind of a message to us. Like, yep. hey, you're not really that great either. Like, you're just a few you know, there, but for the grace of God, go, I kind of think like you're not, you're not really better than him. Like you're just a decision or two away from ending mm -hmm. up exactly like Sauron. So that was kind of a cool thought exercise with those two being paired up, especially. I thought that it was, uh, it was interesting. Like when he offers her to, to rule with him, she says something similar to when um, uh, Frodo offers her the ring. Yeah. Um, it, it was a, a very good uh, echo of that. Um, All shall love me in despair. And, uh, and just kind of thinking through like some of those things um, as she's thinking about like, oh, what would I do with all this power if I were to rule alongside you, you know? Um, and then ultimately says like, no, that's that's not what I'm supposed to do. So uh let's uh let's move on to uh uh Deer and brown win i feel like this one i feel like the last three so so if we're gonna split these into some some tiers and why i kind of tried to Ooh. move them or move them around a little bit was that i felt like elrond and durin were kind of like in the top tier yeah it followed a little bit by galadriel and halbrand um, and then like, I had like, almost like if you could create a tier with nothing, yeah, you could move in like, uh, Erendir and Bronwyn, like it wasn't bad, but it also wasn't good is kind of my, would be like what I would describe it. I don't know. Maybe it was I confusing just confusing at times. Yeah. Um, especially some of the townspeople around, like it felt like there was stuff that I, for everything that they told us. Yeah. And all the painstaking time, they they went. There were still things that I like didn't get. Like I didn't understand completely. Like, why do you hate the elves so bad? Like they don't seem to be like actually infringing upon your life all that much. Like, right? They they don't seem like some kind of harsh rulers that are you know lording things <laughs> over you. They just have like their watchtower over here. Um, they're checking on things. Like I didn't. I understood when they get to Numenor and they're like super anti-elf more. Like yeah. I understood it more there. Yeah. But I didn't understand it here so much. And so like all this animosity that was supposed to be felt, I didn't. And and that played into why people looked at the, their relationship and the two of them, the way they did. Right. 
um, with such disdain. So some of it just didn't, I felt like I was missing something. Yeah, and um, it it kind of follows the same path of like some other Tolkien love stories. So obviously, it kind of has this uh, little bit of a Aragorn Arwen um, callback, and then well, actually, that will call forward. Yeah. Is that how that works? Yeah, whenever it's you a do callback a prequel, for us. yeah. yeah. Um, um, but he uh, Tolkien uh, brings it from uh, Baron and Luthien. Like that's um, one of his like original stories like kind of uh if you want to get into like almost kind of like an adam and eve type story or how the line of numenor came about um is really uh from from both of them and so i could see how they were like hey let's not tell that story that's too far back but let's tell the story like that um but i think that they just kind of i don't know they missed a little something along the way. Uh, maybe it'll get better a little bit uh, the, the longer it goes, you know. So, and interested to see how that one goes. Uh, and Do they ever explain that... where her husband, like where, like she has a kid and like, I don't even feel like yeah. there was a mention. Nothing. Which yeah. like, it was, it was just kind of like. Could have made things make more sense. Like, yeah. oh, he's been around a lot since your husband died. Like just some little yeah, line like right. that. And like, I didn't, from, I don't remember anything. When he was murdered in battle or when he yeah. died of the flu, you know, something, something. this simple. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> what is this kid? Jesus? He just came out of nowhere. Like, I don't. <laughs> or do we have midichlorians in Lord of the Rings now? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the last one that I have, uh, oh, I kind of mentioned the Numenor guys, so I'll not mention those guys again. But uh, the Harfoots, um, we've got a lot, and they they have this very hobbity like uh, like tale that they're weaving in um, that goes along with it and brings the stranger into it, which, um, as we mentioned, is is likely Gandalf. So it was a it was a cool intro to that. But I felt that I felt that they meandered. They sucked the landing, but I felt yes. that they meandered a little bit into the into the middle episodes. Yeah, yeah, like there'd be like some nice points, and then it just felt. I mean, I know they're literally kind of wandering. I mean, they're they have a destination, mm -hmm. but they're traveling. But like, you made right. me feel like I'm just kind of meandering out here too. Like we don't know what we're doing. Right. Um, yeah. The dwarves are supposed to be the ancient heroes. Come on, like they're they're wandering in the wilderness. Yeah, <laughs> we discussed this already. Yeah. We talked about this already. Yeah, um, I, it does make you think though. Like, is this like it shows? It'd be really cool. Like, this is Gandalf. So, like, this kind of explains his affinity for hobbits yes. and all these. Like, yeah. like from the very beginning, this was the connection he had. Yeah. So it kind of it does explain some of. Some of that love he has for them that seems mm -hmm. unexplicable except he like picks these random he sees something in people they don't see in themselves but right. which is still really cool but like why is it one of like why were you even here like yeah. there's no other big people here um uh, which kind of shows the the by chance that and the way that they treated him for no in certain terms they didn't see him as this harbinger of death or this like <laughs> awesome thing to to be wielded against anybody they just cared for him you know so, yeah yeah so are they gonna are they gonna satisfy us in future seasons and, and let us know for sure if nori is related to bilbo somehow are they gonna explain the family lines at some point please um I'm sure that there's something somewhere that we probably haven't read into, 
but we'll see. How I don't know. I googled decently extensively on that one just because yeah, I really wanted to just know. Just as and it was okay. all just we think so. Probably, we think so. Yeah. But nobody, nobody could nail it down. And if there's any group of people that could nail down, right? Exactly. It is Tolkien fans. All right, they know. On appendices page seventeen, um, <laughs> there, 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 there is a. There's quite an extensive genealogy of Bilbo. <laughs> yeah, going if back anyone to has the first it, stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tolkien would have it, and right. Tolkien fans would know it. So, right, exactly. Now that's where like it it feels cool and kind of fun that they're kind of filling in some of these things, whereas. But at the same time, the Hobbit started doing some of those things a little fast and loose too, and and kind of got a little unwieldy with it. So we'll see if they continue down that path to where they can, like you, like we've talked about, like hopefully they stick the landing in some of these things and build on these things to 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 flesh them out a little bit more. So yeah. All right. Um, so let's so let's jump back into what do you what did you not care for? I know you said that you didn't write too many things down, but now that we kind of we we kind of give you the Cliff's Notes version of uh, some of those things, like maybe that'll help. Uh, um, mine mine were kind of overarching, but I thought that that would be a fun little exercise, uh, so that we're not just talking too general about it and our spoiler filled thoughts that are not spoiling anything. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. I really don't have that much. Um, I'm really hoping, you know, we, we talked about how we have all these different stories and we see two of those stories come together by the end. Yeah. And sort of, you don't, the Galadriel and Elrond stuff, like those two characters come back together, but not really their stories that they've been involved in necessarily. Completely. Yeah. I mean, by the end, it's, it, that's the, the jumping off point for, yeah. for the next season right exactly yeah. so as long as we get to jump off um then we'll be good but i'm i just i just want more yeah so they did a good job in a lot of ways and in some ways i'm like you could have given me a little more to to live with right now like yeah. you didn't even con- they confirmed it's sauron like yeah he says i am like he literally tells them yeah this is me um yeah i would have been nice to get an actual yes i'm gandalf kind of moment I don't know how yeah. you get that with his current state, but yeah. I am Gandalf. Gandalf is me. <laughs> <laughs> Means me. Um, what did you have? So, I, and I, I feel like we probably talked it through enough, but um, the one thing that I'll say is um, we flip back and forth between like this furiously pushing the plot and the pace to this like beautifully shot and scored like uh, the only thing i could think of is like navel gazing type stuff it's just kind of like this <laughs> wee like isn't this beautiful and we're just cool and then like i think that's where like a lot of the times i would just kind of like i'm just like powering down like yeah. you first see it and you're just like oh that's cool looking and then like you kind of hang out there for a little bit longer than you anticipate and you're just like nothing's oh. happening my okay. eyes are getting heavy. Oh man, what's going on here? You know, so I, I think I, I, like like we talked about with our score, like I'm hopeful, but if they really start off slow again, like I might be a little bit worried, like as the 
as the series moves like, along. Season yeah. two should be like the second Avengers movie, right? Because the first mm-hmm. Avengers movie mm-hmm. is all about getting the team together. And then the second yeah. one, like within two minutes, they're just fighting together Boom. and going nuts. Yeah. Like that's yeah. what we need season two to do. Just <laughs> right into it. Okay. You don't have to explain to me who all these people are, what all their backgrounds are. Yeah. Um, there's a few more people I want some more background of. Like what the heck happened to a sealed door's mother? What yeah. What happened? I could use some more on uh, Elrond. Like mm-hmm. they, they talk about stuff with his father and his brother and some of these things. I could do some more. Yeah. Um, it seems like that's what they're going to focus on, though. I mean, they they had the one big battle in the middle um, and, and then towards the end. Or, yeah, they had the battle with the villagers. Like and then six. like... Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and then they have like a or no, that was the big one. Yeah, because yeah. that's when Mountain Dew went off, right? Yeah, yes. and the uh, and the queen uh, was blinded, so they have that like that big battle in the middle. But it seems like they're very dedicated to like this is not going to be your Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. <laughs> this is like going to be a little bit more, and that's one of the things that I was reading that the the Tolkien estate was like. They didn't know what they were going to do, but they basically promised like, hey, we're not going to just turn this into an action movie. Like it's going to be more faithful to like some more of that stuff. So it's like we've talked about this in in uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy podcast is like. I'm not a huge book fan, so it's going to I think it's going to divide some of those like like the movie fans from the book fans, you know, the book fans are going to eat it up and the movie fans are probably going to be like, ah, I'm, I'm expecting just a little bit more action and pacing rather than just endless genealogies and songs <laughs> and uh, histories and stuff like that. So I think that if they, I, I still liked it, like, but it's just not on par of what you kind of have in your mind. And so I think that, they might just kind of end, end up dividing themselves between the two, uh, the two types of the fan base that exist, uh, is just kind of my my uninformed prediction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like if if everything was, I think it was episode six where Mount Doom goes off, and it's like con- that one's pretty constant action, and yeah. partially it's because you never go to the Harfoots. I don't think that I don't think you see dwarves or Harfoots right. that whole episode because mm-hmm. yep. both of those are kind of slower right now. Right. Um, and in the finale, you don't see um, uh, Bronwyn and Arendir. Oh, or that's true. Ar- yeah. They, they like don't make like any, because it's basically like they've already resolved their storyline. They're for making at least out this somewhere. Season. They don't need yeah. to show up on the screen <laughs> by that point. Theo's going, Mom, come on. <laughs> in a minute. Get a room. Yeah. So. Make sure there's not orcs under the floor first. <laughs> the villagers are trying to kill me again <laughs> cut it out <laughs> so uh so what did you like about it the moment and i know some people probably didn't need this clear explanation but like when the letters change to show that it's mordor yeah i really liked it like i read some stuff where people were like well duh and i'm like hey i didn't completely get that yet okay like right partially probably because i nodded off a couple times but yeah like it was just cool to see like oh this is how far back we're going like mordor doesn't even exist right until this moment like we're literally watching the creation of this evil place that we spend so much time trying to get to later on in these movies and so 
that was really cool. I really liked that. Um, there's a lot of really fun, not battles, just little fights, little scenes, yeah. like where Galadriel shows off. Yeah, um, like first yeah. first episode, like she's oh, man. just killing she's it. Snow literally, troll, like is like yeah. smacking all the other elves around, and she just owns it. Yeah. Um, and then later, I love how she punks all the uh, the soldiers in Numenor. Mm-hmm. Um, um, that part's fun. Hellbrand kind of does the same thing. Um, when the guys come after him, like those little, like, Oh, there's really something to some of these characters and some of these people, like they really are another level up above some of these. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we already hit Durin and Elrond were just so much fun. Um, you gotta have some good friends that can talk a little trash, which it, it, it hasn't reached Legolas Gimli levels or anything. Right. Right, but you can see you can see the roots. You can see the some yeah. similarities that we're gonna have there between these two. It's fun. Yeah. So I I kind of teased it. Uh, all right, I I teased them about it, but the cinematography, like the costumes, the set design, and the score, are just really really good. But you need more than that to carry uh, a show. So it's like it's like it can set something apart. Um, from kind of some just a good show can take it up a notch, you know, but like just focusing on those things and maybe not being as good with the story. Like you just go, okay, um, it was pretty good, but like put a little bit more effort into some of those other things. And maybe it, we're just um, too, uh, too hard to please right out of the <laughs> gate. So. I mean, I, we mentioned that when we did like our top scores, like a great yeah. score can take a good movie and make it great, but it can't make a bad movie good. You know, right. like those things can only go so far. Yeah. You have to have, you have to have something that you have to have the, the meat and potatoes here. We can't just have the fluff. Yeah. Uh, we need the, we need the good stuff. So, um, we went and saw a uh, the New Mexico Philharmonic did uh, their top uh, or not top movie score. So they did a movie score night, and we got to go see it. Not a single one of those movies is bad. <laughs> like right? it was like Magnificent Seven, Up, uh, Jurassic Park, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Star. They ended with Star Wars, and then did the encore was Raiders of the Lost Ark. So of course. What I loved was they had the ending score, uh, the end uh, score of uh, Predator, and Lori was like, she was reading the the notes, and she was like, Predator, and I was like, Oh yeah, it's awesome. Just wait until you see. And she was like, Whatever. And then whenever she we they finished, and I was like, What did you think? She was like, That did not sound like what I thought that Predator was going to sound like. <laughs> I was like, Yep. So well, you know, you say Predator, I hear get to the chopper or something. Get stupid, to the chopper. So. Yeah. So, um, all right. Sorry. You know that we couldn't resist a, a moment to talk about movie scores. That's right. <laughs> we love us movie scores. So, all right. Well, that's what we thought about uh, with, uh, the Lord of the Rings, uh, the Rings of Power. Uh, let us know what you thought at uh, our Facebook page at The Faleo Podcast or Instagram at uh, Faleo Podcast, all lowercase, all one word. Or you can email us at phileopodcast at gmail.com. Good job, buyers. Good brownies. Good brownies. Colon. Brownie. Brownie town. <laughs>
<laughs> Return of the Brownies. <laughs> Return of the Brownies. <laughs> I was literally trying to think, what can I say, colon, and then what can I say yeah. after? <laughs> Maybe to it. <laughs> <laughs>